Powered by Go Goat Sports in partnership with TSN, it is episode 68, season 4 of the Rain Breaks Hockey Podcast, and it is presented by our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey. Ray Ferraro joining us here on the podcast, as he always does, but not always from Dallas, Texas. So, what's your gut feel like, Ray, going into game four tonight? Do we see back-to-back sweeps, or is there enough push here left in this Dallas Stars team to uh, extend this It was so overwhelmingly depressing from a Dallas standpoint. Game three, like if you said, I'm going to give you five things that make this the worst night possible for the Dallas Stars, you would have picked that game. Like it was a disaster. Yeah. All all of it. Right from a minute 11 in, it's one nothing. Ben's cross check, three goals in seven minutes. The goalie's out of there. The fans throwing stuff on the, like it was a mess. Yeah. No Ben tonight suspended, right? For two games. I guess we'll get to that. Uh, doubtful for Evgeny Dodonov. I honestly, I don't see how Dallas can muster enough because they, look, you can win one game without anybody, right? Like you can always work your way around it. But I just think these are, these are two pieces they don't have even partial replacements for. So I, I, I do think Vegas is going to win tonight. All right, we'll get to headlines in just a moment. I know you like good stories, right? And I think this is a good one, especially from the service Ooh. industry. And, yes, and sir. you lean on the service industry a lot, right? So Holly Drager had to get her vehicle into the local mechanic shop, Precision Auto, here in Brooklyn, Ontario. And I say that with a shout out because I've never been there, but she had some sort of issue with her vehicle. Takes it in. Turns out it was a muffler problem. But all they had to do was flip the muffler back into its bracket because it was kind of making noises. So a clip broke. Okay. So get the call yesterday. Okay. The vehicle's ready. Come and get it whenever you are. And I, when we dropped this thing off, right, there would have been 25 cars in line to get into the shop. Like these guys are buzzing. There's like people buzzing around. <laughs> anyway, go to pick the vehicle up. No charge. Not going to cost you, it's going to cost you zero dollars. And the reason was, it doesn't matter, but the guy's like, you know what? It literally took us six minutes. It was a clip that fell off. We put the clip back on. See yeah, that? Don't worry about it. That's really nice. How and good is you're that? going back there. You know, can I give you a muffler story? So, as you, as I've mentioned a hundred times before, my first roommate was Dean Evison, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. So we bought a car for 600 bucks, an AMC Matador. Yeah. Had some issues, as you can imagine. A car for yes, 600 bucks, although it was 1984. <laughs> so we're driving somewhere and there's God awful noise. I know nothing about vehicles. I know nothing about anything that moves. I just, I'm useless. Dean pulls the car over and he goes, ah, that muffler's loose. He gets under the car and he goes, the muffler's loose. And he goes, hey, look for some rope in the trunk. Like why there would be rope in the trunk? I don't know. So I'm back there looking under the trunk and I hear this noise and all of a sudden the whole muffler comes flying out from underneath the car. It was so rusted. He just pulled the muffler off and pitched it out from underneath the car. So we drove it with no muffler the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, the bull. We called it the bull, the AMC Matador. That was our, that was our machine. All right. <laughs> uh, there you go. You get everything on the Rain Riggs podcast, including muffler stories so why wouldn't you headlines ray presented by our friends at tim hortons hi it's ray ferraro you've probably heard me talking about my friends at north beach agency and craft growth they provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes 
From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out of home, and everything in between, they have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. And in headlines, we touched a little bit on the Western Conference Final. We'll dive more into the suspension, all that's expected to happen in Game 4 tonight. But let's go to the Eastern Conference Final last night. And man, what a playoff run Matthew Kachuk continues to have. Sergei Brabovsky, okay, I mean, he was beatable in that game last night, obviously. Carolina found a way to get to him, but still rock solid. So where do you want to start? Is it You know, if we start with Matthew Kachuk, and we talked about him in the last episode of Ray and Dregs, just how his game has come together because he's so super focused. But is he also a great example, Ray, of a player in the postseason where, yeah, the hard work is is paying off, but the puck finds him too, doesn't it? In key situations, it finds him. Well, that that's that's what being hot also entails. Is like like sometimes like there are many games. I'm I'm sure Matthew would would tell you the same that. He leaves the game. He's got no points. He's minus two. And he goes, geez, I played a hell of a game. Like it just didn't happen for you. When you get hot, you feel like, like you feel like you can score and will score every night. I had that stretch. I had 13 goals in 20 games in the playoffs in 93. Like I went to the rink and I knew I was going to score every game. Now that's not possible, but I just like, I just knew it. And somehow the puck comes to you and you make the right play. Like, if he's not feeling as good as he is right now, you know when he comes out around the net, he probably shoots that right away. But because he, everything's probably just a half a second slower for him right now. He's like, no, I can get to the other side. And he just works around Freddie Anderson and throws it in the open side. I, he's built for this, though. Like, he doesn't get flustered. He's, I talked about his maturity I see in his game. Like, he's not, he's in the scrum, but he's not in the scrum. You know, but, before he'd go in the scrum and then go sit in the penalty box for two minutes. He doesn't do that. He's too valuable. And man, he's just had like an amazing run. The three game winning goals in the one series is, is almost unprecedented. Just a, a remarkable stretch of, of play for him. And, and how about their team though, Drake's like, did you see that stat? I saw it this morning. They were in a playoff spot 28% of the year. Like that's crazy that they could be here. I get, I guess St. Louis was 32% in 2019 when they won the cup. But 28%, that counts the first day of the season when everybody's in. <laughs> okay, like, that's so amazing. let's just deep dive a little bit into that goal. We've talked about Matthew Kachuk. Um, what do you think of the goalie interference review? I thought the right call ultimately was made. And and then back it up a little bit in terms of the tripping penalty on, on Jordan Stahl. Again, I... I don't like piling on the officials. That point of the game, with everything that's at stake, would we really have said, yeah, that's a missed penalty? Or are you of the mind, hey, if it's a penalty, I don't give a rats you-know-what. If it's if there's 20 seconds left in game four of a potential sweep, or there's 58 minutes left in game four of a potential sweep. Goalie interference, I think they got right. I don't, I don't think there was enough or really much of anything there for them to, to overturn that. I'll tell you the reason I didn't like the penalty because Dregs, I'm firmly on the side. If it's a penalty, you call it. You are always. Yes. Yes. You are. Was it 30 seconds before that? Same place on the ice. Duclair ran over top of some defense. I forget which defenseman it was. 
uh, went right over top of him, had his stick up. It was, it was a high sticking penalty. If you let that go, then you let the next one go. And that goes down that slope of now you're letting too much go. So that's why I didn't like the penalty. I mean, it is a tripping penalty, but I didn't like it because of the one that happened like literally moments before. How about that? I mean, Sam Bennett, we've talked a lot about on the podcast to this point, and rightfully so, because when healthy man, he is dangerous in so many different ways. That hit on Slavin was next level. Now you're concerned immediately because you could tell that Slavin was, 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 mm. he was hurt on the play. Let's be frank here, right? I mean, he was wobbling and, and the good news is after the game, he acknowledged he's fine. But Sam Bennett is that player, isn't he, Ray, where you as an opposing forward, defenseman, whatever, you damn well know when he's on the ice because he can take well, you out in many lots different Lots of guys forms. maybe could make that hit, but the way physically he's built and the way that he hits, it's it must be like running into like a dead-end stop, right? Because he just, the way that Slavin left his feet, on the hit, and and I don't I don't think there's any discussion at all whether it was a clean hit or not because it was he glided he was into clean. the hit, yeah, yeah, kept the stick down, and he literally hit him on the button because when he hit him, you know, Slavin went straight backwards and his feet came off the ice, and that's great news that that he's okay. You know what that hit reminded me of, Drakes? Do you remember last year when Evgeny Svechnikov? Yeah, Evgeny, I got him. I got the brothers mixed up. Andre Svechnikov. Yeah. Andre Svechnikov hit Hampus Lindholm in the same play coming around the net. He hit Lindholm Mm -hmm. and Lindholm was out for much of that series. I want to say almost 10 days. It was the same hit. The D is in a real tough spot when that puck doesn't sit for them and they got to come around the back of the net. And timing wise, Svechnikov was there for Lindholm and Bennett was there for, for Slavin. Well, that is the Eastern Conference final. Do you think that there is anyone... Happier than Brooks Kepka. I mean, the players in the organization, of course, but Kepka is living his best life you know, on the heels of winning another major championship. I mean, he is a die, obviously a diehard. Uh, what, a, what a great week for him. It, you know, I, I would hope Aaron Eckblad finds a pylon, a traffic cone, and signs it and sends it to him. It says, keep coming to the games. No kidding. No kidding. All right, slide into the West now. And we touched on it off the top of the podcast. Jamie Ben gets two games for the cross-check on Mark Stone. I mean, the good news is here again, Stone was not injured on the play. But how about, I hope that Ben didn't use this as his defense in the hearing with George Paros and Department of Player Safety, that he was falling and he used the stick to brace himself in that fall. And it just coincidentally, accidentally landed on the head of Mark Stone. I mean... I'm a bit surprised. Okay, granted, you know, Jamie decided that okay, he wasn't going to do like. his media availability post I don't like it from a team standpoint. No. I don't like no, it from you a team standpoint, the belt. from a player yeah. standpoint, nor a league standpoint. Like, that's a, a key moment. Somebody should say, I know you don't want to. Just go make a quick statement and get out of there. You don't have to take a bunch of questions because you don't want to get into some emotional response. But just say, look, bad play whatever you want to say but you know honestly he doesn't even have to take questions just go up there make a statement that you've thought about for two hours because the game's going on and so anyways that was my thought on that but wasn't it bizarre then he does meet the media yesterday early in the day before the hearing and and offers that response i mean nobody who saw that play would would agree with his day that 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 didn't didn't happen happen the way he said like it, it 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 he there's no way to defend the play and 
Mark Stone's lucky, really, or and Jamie Ben's lucky that Stone wasn't hurt. Like that, that could have gone south a lot yeah. of different ways. Yeah. And all I could think of as I was watching it is like, what is he doing? Like it wasn't even far enough into the game yet. You would, you know, you would be that out of, you know, that revved up. That was, that was, it was a lack of discipline. Certainly it's extremely costly. And from the first goal to that penalty, which happened like, you know, in, in very short order, that entire building was, you could just feel it. It was just, it was off. And his, you know, I, I wouldn't say that was the best, the best press conference that that's ever been done. All right. Well, I still feel like even though there's a ton of adversity that the stars are facing without Ben, without Dononov, as you talked about earlier, I still feel like Dallas does have some push or do you think it's Vegas is just not going to let an opportunity like this slip away? I, I do think they have some push. I do think they'll play, they'll play as hard as they can. I do think they'll empty the tank, but with their full lineup, they scored three goals in the series, right? Three. No, four, four goals in the series because they lost, yeah, four, three, and yeah. Oh, you know what? If I could add, it's five goals. They lost four, three, and three, two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how you can free at <laughs> the games. Our, I'm, our math is the challenge. But I'm doing this the games. I can't yeah. even remember no, the score. A- anyway, but they haven't they haven't gotten anything outside from the forwards of that top line. Ben had an empty net goal in game one, but he was out there with the top line. So if you're trying to build a case for Dallas, what makes you think tonight's the night? Now, I saw they called up Maverick Bork from their American League team that had been eliminated. Basically, it's a paper transaction, but so maybe he'll draw in tonight. But they, you know, they don't have, you don't have a lot of options to try and replace those guys. Well, so I'm just having a look here. I took Joe Pavelski as one of my Tim Hortons picks and, and only because Joe has that ability, right? To have, as we've seen, we've witnessed in this Stanley Cup run, he has the ability to have a special night. So they're going to need that from Joe, from Jason Robertson, go down the list. Otherwise, it ends. this, you know, this is the end of a long year. Joe's 38. He's had, I think he's got, well, not, I think he's got four shots in the three games in the series. Like, you know, like it's, it's a hard, you're in a hard place here. And the, the guy to me that has to crack the game open for them is, is Rope Hints. He's the one guy that's big enough and more and powerful enough to open up the ice for, he needs to he needs to find a way to open up the ice for for Robertson and Pavelski because I don't know if if that's uh, if that's coming. How, how do you feel about previewing the Stanley Cup final? Do we just pump the brakes here a little bit because obviously we're going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Vegas and Florida. Florida's punched its ticket. It feels most likely Vegas will. Or do you just want to let's just hold on that until at least next week if we wait on it, we can do that the deeper analysis with the series expected to start. Well, I think we should wait, Drake, because if we preview the series now, what the hell are we going to talk about Tuesday? Do we have, (laughs) do we have coaching? Oh, I mean, you've got to have, do we have GM news? Do we have GM news by Tuesday? Maybe. Well, why don't we go there then? That's, that's a good point. We know that Kyle Dubas, formerly of the Toronto Maple Leafs, has at least had a conversation, met with Sidney Crosby, captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we we knew that Dubas had been granted permission by the Leafs uh, to speak with the Penguins. What we don't know, is it for just the general manager job? Could it be both president and general manager? Is he talking to Sid about 
what Sid's plans are in the very near future here? And is he going to weigh all of that into his determination as to whether or not he wants a job or those jobs in Pittsburgh? So kind of a, a curious well, meeting, I would say. I mean, go you know, you go back to last summer when there was all that talk about whether the big three would be back or not. Given the way the year went, does has anything changed? Is Dubas not already the GM, but is he is he moving forward with these conversations about this is my plan? Are you on board with that plan or not? And if Sid isn't on board with that plan, does that mean that Dubas isn't the GM? Like it's really a an odd dynamic. It really, really is. Uh there is lots of work to do in Pittsburgh. They're, you know, they don't have a lot of prospects. <laughs> They don't have a lot of draft picks. Clearly, the guys are getting older. You know the the big boys there, and and you can see some you can see some legit holes in that in that roster. So it's uh, Pittsburgh would be a big job. Well, and it makes sense that Kyle would up want to have those conversations before embracing that job. And I, you know, not to get too far ahead in the general manager search, Brandon Shanahan and the Toronto Maple Leafs, but I, I know they spent considerable amount of time with Brad Trilovic. Okay, so Drake, week, if, I'm, right? if I'm interviewing for the GM, <clears throat> GM spot in Toronto, and well, I know that Brendan Shanahan, because I read it, has talked to the the four big guys, Nylander, Marner, Matthews, and Tavares, and says, you know, my intentions to bring you all back. I want to know, am I making the decisions or are you making the decisions? Because what if your view is, I I want to change the mix a bit. But your boss says, well, yeah, I've already called everybody and they're all coming back. So, or my intention is that they're all coming back. So that would be something that I would want certainly to clarify before I took a step down the road there. Yeah. And, and it's, they're big challenges. And if you're tree living any general manager candidate for that matter, and it is an ongoing process, we're not an anointing tree living as the GM just yet, but he just went through hell last summer in Calgary, right? I, you know. Tried to convince Johnny Goudreau to stay. That didn't work out. So he walks for nothing, as Greg Conroy talked about in his announcement as the new GM of the Calgary Flames. And then you deal with Matthew Kachuk, trade him to the Florida Panthers, and the season just unravels at your feet. Uh, so from an experienced GM perspective, yeah, you want to you want to manage in the league again, but you're looking at what you have to face. You know, what if Austin Matthews says, there's zero chance I'm making any decision before or on July 1st? Was no move kicks in on July 1st, right? So your leverage just goes poof as, as the GM. You know, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds for those clauses place. that kick in for him and Marner are they're they're real. Yeah. Like they they become significant things to for deal sure. with. And yeah. the Nylander extension pops open July 1st, too, correct? Yeah. So yeah, you know found it really interesting listening to Craig Conroy that, you know, after, you know, he said they thought they had Goudreau, he was, you know, then they didn't. And he yeah. went in his office and closed the door <laughs> and sat there and went, oh, we just lost. Our, we made a mistake. We just lost our best player for nothing. You know, so how f they went down the road and they got to that point and they let it play out. And, yeah, you know, and so you can always say, oh, well, we got cap space back, but eh, good for you. You got a bunch of money and you don't have yeah. a 90 point guy. And, you know, one thing led to the to another and in a week it all unraveled there. So I just found it really instructive probably to a lot of GMs that they would look and go, there are certain guys I can let walk into their last year. 
and there's probably other guys I can't. All right, let's look at available coaches before we wrap up headlines. And, and you know, we can slot them in and, and create, you know, kind of discussion points on why we think that this guy is the right fit there. I mean, whatever. It, it sounds like the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to make their call early next week or at some point next week. We know that Laviolette interviewed there. We know that Mike Babcock is a candidate there. Andrew Burnett interviewed there earlier this week. I mean, Bruno, as you know, you're a good buddy. Is he? There's lots of interest in Andrew Burnett. By the way, I got to say, he, he is a vault. He's not giving you any when, intel, when you said, is he? I mean, you wouldn't bug him I about wouldn't that ask anyway. him. There's no way I'd ask him. But when you said he interviewed in Columbus, I went, oh, I didn't know that. You know, like it's, yeah, and so it's it, it's really a swirl of names everywhere, right? Like Spencer Carberry is, you know, his name's out and around. And, you know, there's... Uh, he is one. Uh, Ryan Huska's in Calgary. He's probably getting a little bit of view. You've got Babcock and Laviolette of the older guard. And so it's uh, Brunette. It's it's hard to piece where they all fit and do they fit and where they fit. It's interesting time. Oh, Travis Green. Yeah. And, uh, By the know, way, Travis, Travis Green. Green into that yeah. mix, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. And he should be. You know, I, you know, if you're Calgary, though, again, we'll wrap up headlines here. But if you're Calgary, don't you feel like you've got to get bring in some experience. And I would include Travis Green and Andrew Burnett as having some experience, not to the level of of Gerard Gallant, as an example. And, you know, he has to be considered a front runner, if for no other reason, based on his relationship, which I'm told is terrific, with Jonathan Huberto. Like, they've got to get Jonathan Huberto comfortable and producing again. But a real good collection, I would think, for Craig Conroy. Yeah, so I guess the first through. step would be defining what you want in your coach before you start those meetings and then yeah. having an open enough mind to go, yeah, this is what I want, but Ooh, this guy just tweaked something here. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's really good too. It's, yeah. it's a big hire. And for Craig, <laughs> it, Craig Conroy, it'll be his, his first really big move in, uh, you know, in Calgary, by the way, do we get a, do we get a little, uh, bump or anything, a finder's fee or something or other from Dave Nonis? Do we get anything for that? No. Oh, I mean, okay. maybe so if we get nothing gotten for the GM thing. job, you know, maybe. I would nah, we ain't nothing. And trust me when I tell you, you say that Bruno is a vault with you. And, and I mean, you don't poke around. I have to. That's what I do. That's the definition of my job. All the people that have historically said, oh, Dave Nonos feeds Gregor everything. You know, their buddies, they're, they're related, all this. He's terrible. He is brutal. Like, number one, he doesn't answer his phone. And number two, he doesn't answer text messages. And number three, he, he just doesn't play that game. Nothing so, there. Nothing there. I don't like my chances uh, getting the big scoops of Calgary. All right, Ray, those are the headlines presented by our good pals at Tim Hortons. Chris Abbott is a presentation of Botano.ca, now available in Ontario. And Chris and Botano remind us the game starts now. Abs isn't available. So let's look as we go into game four here tonight. I'm looking at the money line, the spread, the total for the Vegas Golden Knights and the and the Dallas Stars. Money line is minus 102 for Vegas and minus 115 for Dallas. It feels like that's a little closer than I was expecting. Well, How about you? I guess the fact that it's on the road would, you know, if this was in Vegas, maybe the odds would be yeah. a little bit different. I just, of course, it's always a little bit of a gut feel, but given Dallas's omissions out of their lineup, I, I like Vegas. I really do tonight. Nice. Stanley Cup Series winner. What do you think? Okay, look, I, I'm watching Vegas from three feet here, and and I keep and I keep having in my head, how is anybody going to beat these guys right now? Like, they look like they are just locked in. Now, 
They could win tonight, get five days off, and somehow lose their game between now and then, and Florida stays as sharp as they are. Uh, I just, to me, Vegas looks like the deepest and the best team uh, at this point. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Okay, so Vegas, one yeah. minus 133, right? Yeah, I mean, you got any tea with you? What's the magic? Uh, no, I... I went to the water instead of the hot water. So you got to get rid of that. It doesn't clear me out. You got to get on it. Okay. So Vegas minus 133 to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Florida plus 110. And then honorable mention to the Dallas Stars at plus 2,900. So, I mean, the odds makers at Botano, uh, they seem to side with you in Vegas here. So that makes some sense, right? There's just something that makes you think, maybe this is just Florida's year. Like the, the way that they, sh- you know, maybe shouldn't have gotten into the playoffs. They needed that last weekend pair of losses by Pittsburgh and Columbus and, or Pittsburgh to Columbus and Chicago, which is remarkable in its own way. And the save on Marshand in game five, like maybe it's all fit. But I, as I said, I just don't, I just don't see anybody better than Vegas right now. I just think top to bottom, that's a really good team. Nice. So we're going to wrap up the Botano segment and we're going to let you go here. Because the Florida Panthers, arguably the best organization in public relations, have stepped up to the plate and they've offered us a guest for Ray and Drake's. Now, we're recording this episode, episode 68. You've got to get to the rink. So you'll be at the rink when I... With somebody named Sam. Interview. Yes. yes, one of the Sams. It's either Bennett or Reinhardt. And our listeners are going to know that in seconds from now. <laughs> so... Anyway, full disclosure, because you're such a key part of the interview process on Ray and Drake. So. Oh, I miss it. I like I like the interviews. I love seeing when the guys loosen up a little bit and they and you just get into a conversation I, like that. They I will say about Florida, they they are extremely proactive. They do they do a terrific job, their PR department. They really do. They're really helpful and and uh, but if you're in the hallway that you're not supposed to be in, they'll let you know. <laughs> like they're doing their thing, which is they don't I've want seen, you to I've see something happened. you shouldn't see, Ray. They're, they're like, coach coming out, few players here. Yeah, stay you stay away over there. So you get kind of shuttled away. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for doing this as yep. always. And Hell, I might be on vacation by Tuesday. We're going to miss you. You could be. Are you? You know. You know. Yeah. No, you got to do the Stanley Cup final. What do you say? We we don't have the Stanley Cup final oh, this year. You don't. That's right. So that's not this year. That's right. I fly home oh, Friday. That's right. Saturday, Saturday's a soccer day for the kids. Sunday, we will be a family day at the golf course. So I'm hoping we can get out there and bump it around on Sunday. All right, buddy. Well, we're, regardless, we'll we'll be checking in in wow. episode 69. You betcha. Everybody have a great weekend. And uh, to the Panthers, congratulations. Just an amazing run for 12 wins. And we'll see if, if Vegas is in there by next Tuesday. And we'll talk to you all then. All right, Ray, thank you. And as always, our interviews on Ray and Regs this season are brought to you by our very close friends, Canadian Club Whiskey, who ask every episode, are you over beer? Why not try a CC ginger ale? It's mixed and ready in a can. I've had many of them. They are terrific, especially when you're watching the playoffs. Meet your new cold one. Well, Sam Bennett, I can assure you Ray Ferraro was disappointed. He wanted to join the interview on the Rain Dregs podcast, but he's got a big game tonight, too, in the Western Conference Final in Dallas. So as you look back on the Eastern Conference Final, and really the march through three rounds to get to the point 
that you're in now on the cusp of going to the Stanley Cup Championship Series, has it sunk in yet? Has it sunk in that you're four wins away from putting your hands on the toughest trophy in sport to win? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty remarkable when you when you think about it like that. Obviously, uh, you know, never been in this position, never even close to this position position before. So, mm. you know, I know how how hard it is to get here, and definitely. You know, not going to take that for, for granted. Well, take us through the march to this point because it's so difficult. And really for the Florida Panthers, it goes back to, well, if not late in the regular season, maybe even earlier than that, right? Just the pressures that your team felt, you know, based on what you did and then what you didn't do last year. But you knew that the group was better. And it, it never seems to be one thing. It's, you know, Matthew Kachuk's incredible knack for scoring the game-winning goals. It's the legendary goaltending now. Of Brabovsky, the physicality of you and, and the attack of the Florida Panthers in general. But is there one thing or is it that collection of things that has put you in this position? Yeah, I, I think it's exactly that. It's it's a collection of everything. And, you know, our team, especially right now, we're doing such a good job of if one guy's, you know, or if, if a line's not feeling great tonight or one guy's not feeling it tonight, you know that another line's going to step up and there's been countless situations like that all year and especially in this playoffs where, where guys are just stepping up at a huge huge moments in games and yeah that's really been i think the difference for our squad in the playoffs this year yeah you can't win without that can you i mean we talked about the depth but you're seeing it firsthand and historically we've seen that if you know if your coach can't have the faith that Paul Maurice has in being able to roll out four lines and play these guys in all situations Maybe we're not having this conversation, right? It's part of the details and the depth of every winning. Game. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's one of the main things that is going to give you success in in a long, hard run. Is is you need four lines and and two, three pairs of uh, of D and a goalie that's you know playing unbelievable. So mm. we've really had all that this whole playoffs, and it definitely makes it easier as one of the players when when you know you got twenty two other guys to count on. You know, I'm a fan of Andrew Burnett and the way he coaches, and I think you are too, and there's no question in my mind that he's going to be back as a head coach in the NHL perhaps as early as as next season. That would make good sense. So this isn't about him, but it is more about, you know, the changes that were made. Paul Maurice comes in as an experienced head coach. What did he instill in this group, you know, basically from the start of the season that has helped you get to this point of, of, of being ready for the Stanley Cup championship? Yeah, I mean, right from the training camp, he had a a goal and a and a vision for for how he wanted our team to play, and it was going to be different. It, it wasn't going to be as you know loose and and free flowing and give a chance, get a chance. It was a lot tighter, and there was definitely some learning curves for for our group early. I think at times we struggled with it, but uh, you know, we really I think after January we really bought into to playing the right way of hockey, and that's how you're going to win and you can just see it in the playoffs how bought in our team is to the system and and how prepared we are to to play the right way to win. All right, we'll talk about the chemistry of your line and again the execution of Matthew Kachuk which has been just off the charts to this point of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you kind of touched on it. I mean, the physicality and how you guys attack as a group has been noteworthy in the playoffs and I think I'd be remiss if I didn't get you to explain that hit last night on Slavin because your execution when it comes to hits like this is is ridiculously well-timed. I mean, this was a devastating, hard, but clean hit. I mean, do you just see it coming and then you just 
follow through based on the speed and the momentum that you have and make sure the arms are down, the shoulders kept down, and and you'll follow through with a good, clean, full body check? Yeah, I mean, hitting's been a big part of my game my whole career. And mm -hmm. on that play, especially, I, I came off the bench with some speed. I was able to just, you know, coast in there and, and, and get in the tracks and kind of just line it up. And, you know, I don't think he was expecting it at all. It, um, obviously, it's unfortunate that that he was injured there. I hope he hope he's doing well. But yeah, it was just one of those players where the timing just lined up perfectly for me, and I was able to to just go right through. Excellent. All right. Well, then take us to the end of the game. What turned out to be the game winning goal scored by Kachuk on on the power play. When this thing goes to video review for goalie interference, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, now oh, this is going to be a good goal? I did nothing wrong on this play. They're not going to overturn. Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely nervous. Anytime it goes to review, it, <laughs> it can go either way. You never really know. I didn't even get, get to look at it after to see if, if <laughs> I was in the pain or not. I, I had no idea. I didn't think I was, but you really just have, have no idea, so... I was holding my breath for that entire time well, <laughs> until they, they came up decision. But, you know, luckily it was counted. And, yeah, you know, Chuck, he's just, he's, I don't even know what to say about him. He's just incredibly clutch. I've never, I've never seen someone come up big so many times. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty impressive what he's doing right now. No question. But Sam, man, I mean, it's got to be a combination of things though, right? I mean, you know, he's elite level skill. We know this hockey sense, you know, he's got that he's playing a very controlled game, which for him at times can be a bit of a challenge, but he's dialed in, right? He's playing on the edge and he's been that way the entire postseason. And as much as you need the puck to find your stick on occasion, it's just as much being in the right place at the right time and anticipating where you need to be. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And he's one of the best at that. I think his, his hockey sense is, yeah. is really off the charts. He, you can see plays before they're there, and it's it's a lot of fun playing with a guy like that. It it makes it really easy for me when he's when he's making those reads, and you know he's he's easy to read off, which is which is nice as well. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Rod Brindamore post game. I mean, obviously disappointed. The series ends Eastern Conference Final in a sweep, but he he made a comment that I think is very fitting in saying, "Yeah, we know the reality is we lost in four straight games, but that was not a sweep feeling type of series." And would you agree with that? I mean, this Carolina Hurricanes team was was a real good team, a good team all year, and when you play a team like that, as structured as they are, it does come down to a bounce here or there, doesn't it? Or the team that capitalizes most on opportunities. Yeah, I mean, uh it, it was a close series, absolutely. Like every game is is tight. They they're a great team. They they play hard. They play the right way. But you know that's that's playoff hockey. Is is you're you're gonna need those big plays and those those finishing touches. And we we got those plays and and they didn't. And ultimately, that's that's what it comes down to in playoffs. Let's talk about the fit for you with the Florida Panthers because look. I mean, you were a very good player with the Calgary Flames. Nobody's going to suggest otherwise. But you seem to be more comfortable in the role that you're playing in Florida. Is is that really what it boils down to? Is about consistently being given the opportunity, but also playing in a position <laughs> that you were kind of born to play in, I would say. Yeah, I think it's it was a combination of a bunch of things. You know, as soon as I got to Florida, they gave me all the opportunity right away and you know, I, I felt like I could play freely with, without being afraid to make mistakes. And that just gave me a you know whole new level of confidence that I never really 
got to grasp in Calgary. I, I struggled with with my confidence and type of player I was or what type of player they wanted me to be. And yeah, I think just the the fit in Florida right away helped me helped me find my game again. And yeah, I, I couldn't be happier with the the way things worked out for me. No, it's been excellent. Well, look, I mean, talk about finding your game. Sergei Brabovsky, not that we should be surprised. The man's won a couple of Vesna trophies, so we know that he's an elite-level goaltender. But, you know, not taking anything away from Alex Lyon, who in a big way helped you guys lock down a playoff spot. I mean, that's pretty clear. But how much confidence do you guys have playing in front of either goalie? But in this case, Brabovsky, who has been lights out good since coming in against the Bruins in round one. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I've I've never seen a goalie performance like what he's putting on right now. It's uh it just seems like every every time they get an on man rush or, or a chance, you know, there's you just we just have that faith that he's gonna make that save and he's all yeah all playoffs long and it's amazing how much more confident it gives our entire team having knowing that he's back there and and going to make those saves and, and battle for us. So our whole team is is really thriving off of that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, was there any discussion? You maybe you talked about this post-game after the sweep last night. How much did you guys talk as a group about putting hands on that Prince of Wales trophy? I've, like, I've never been an elite-level athlete. I've never contended for anything like this. So I understand the superstition. You know, Some guys wear the same clothes and all, all of that. But was there actually a team huddle? A discussion on what you were going to do? Uh, I don't think there was much of a, a huddle. I know Chucky said he really wanted to touch it. He was he was yeah. like, "We're touching it," like, and that was <laughs> it. So, and he skated up there right away. He grabbed it right away, and yeah, I I, I didn't really think about it too much, but obviously, we a couple of guys grabbed it and Barky skated off of it. So, you know, we won it, and I think that was a uh, that was the right thing. Well, the only thing missing was Brooks Kepka actually coming onto the oh, ice no. and being part of the, the team photo, although I understand he did get his picture with the Prince Wales trophy after the fact. I mean, what an incredible fan he's been. And, you know, a leader in social media anyway, making sure that people are paying close attention to what's going on with the Panthers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's funny how it, it goes from him you know, with the incident with Ekblad earlier in the with year. The pile and then, on. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think I heard he reached out to, to Eki and their buddies again now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see how, how big of a fan he is and the support for, for our team is, is pretty, pretty awesome. So, uh, that's, that's pretty cool coming from, you know, one of the best golfers in the world right now. Yeah, multiple major championship winner. If he has room, if he has room on his trophy mantle, Ray Ferraro suggests that Ekblad should sign that contract. <laughs> you know, if things continue to go Very well, sure. so that might be an option. Well. I'll let you go with this. When you look at the Stanley Cup final, I mean, are you hoping here that the Western Conference final just digs in and these guys got a battle for at least a couple or a few more games to maybe give you a little bit more space? Or are you guys set to go when they... Uh, get ready to drop puck as early as next Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're we're ready to go. I think uh, it doesn't really matter for us who, who it's going to be in. Uh, you know, we're, we're just excited to to get this thing going. It'll be nice to have a couple days, but don't want to take too much time. Definitely want to get back on the ice. Okay. I mean, we'll leave it at this. One way or another, is the beard coming off? And how are you cutting through that <laughs> thing? I mean, 
it's not Joe Thornton, Brent Burns like quite no, yet, but it's getting there, man. That's a serious Yeah, beard. for sure. I think uh yeah, it'll definitely have to come off this summer, but I might leave the mustache, <laughs> just the mustache for a little bit. So we'll see. Good. All right, Sam. Thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations to this stage and good luck in the Stanley Cup. Thanks, Sarah. All right, that was Sam Bennett of the Florida Panthers uh, on the cusp of getting to the Stanley Cup final. They're on their way there. They're just awaiting, obviously, the winner of the Western Conference final. And we'd like to raise a glass of the Fine Chronicles series CC to Sam Bennett. And I'm going to throw Ray Ferraro into this as well. For joining us today, presented by our pals at Canadian Club. Remember the Final Chronicles series, the 45-year-old release is now available everywhere. So, You'll see and you will hear Ray Ferraro as part of the broadcast, the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. And we'll be back with uh, episode 69 of the Rain Regs podcast earlier uh, next week. So huge shout out to our partners who make the podcast possible. Our title sponsor, Canadian Club Whiskey, who asks, are you over beer? Botano.ca, it is available in Ontario now. And remember, the game starts now, says Botano. By Tim Hortons. Tim's NHL Hockey Challenge is back for the Stanley Cup postseason. And by Dewar. Use code RNDPANTS and you will save 15% off everything at Dewar.ca. That is episode 68 of Rain Dregs. Thanks for watching, listening, everybody. Until next time, stay safe.